Welcome to Candid Christian Conversations, a show that challenges you to dive deep into the Word of God in order to discern today's most challenging subjects. Hello and welcome to Candid Christian Conversations. I'm your host, Hank Davis, and I'm joined this time by JT. JT, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have you on the program. Glad to be here. This time on Candid Christian Conversations, we'll be talking about how should Christians allocate their time. As Christians, do you believe we are held to a higher standard on how we spend our time each day, JT? I say no, but I say no in a sense that I I think we're kind of all held to that same standard, whether we know it or not. Um, I I think we need to steward our time well. And that's something that we're all called to do, whether whether we know that or not. So I, I don't really think we're called to a higher standard, but I think there is a high standard, yes. Okay. I would say for the believer, are you saying for all believers or you're including non-believers? I was, I was including like everybody, just human beings in general. Okay. I'm sure that, you know, God wants us to all do as well, but the ones he's called, um, I, I think that we're supposed to... Um, I think what we should avoid certain things, most notably, I would say like gossip and being a busybody, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I think we should avoid that or anything that would fall outside of God's law. We shouldn't be allocating time to, obviously. So I think it's kind of self-explanatory, you know, for me and you and and many others. But uh, I think there's some people out there that are like, oh, I didn't see the problem with, you know, talking to my neighbor, I didn't feel the same way, but I listened to her for three hours talk bad about so-and-so, you know, and I think we have to try to avoid that type of stuff. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's kind of like the that is if you don't know what you don't know. So sometimes, you, you know, people or even ourselves will act in a way that's not in according to how we should, mainly because we, we just we're unaware, we're ignorant of the fact of what we're supposed to be doing or how we're supposed to be doing it or you know, so being a good steward of your time can help kind of bring some of those things more into focus and get that that aspect of your life under control. Most certainly. Do you see any scripture that would give us some sort of formula of how our day should be laid out? I was in Psalms yesterday and and I got to the part where uh, he praises God seven times a day. And I was like, I might want to step it up. <laughs> As I was sitting there reading convicted. I was like, back to the old drawing board there, Hank. But, um, you know, I, I don't think there's like a set number. I'm not saying that, that, you know, scripture to say that there's some set number that you got to go meet. Cause then we get into legalism and the slippery slope, but there are certain days where I feel like I could do a ton of be- a ton better, <laughs> yeah, and and those are the days I kind of feel bad about in in a certain sense because it's just you know it's a it's a one to one relationship that you can have, and if you don't put in anything, guess what? It's not gonna build the way you think. You're not gonna understand things as well as you might want to. There's a lot of things that go into that, and I found the more I've invested. And the more I've meditated on the word, and even it could be, it could be stuff like getting ready for this podcast or anything that is going to lead you into the word, I think is profitable and beneficial. And sometimes it's not a lot of that going on. There's certain days where I'm just overwhelmed with something else. And I worry about that. 
What about you? Yeah, as far as um, verses that I could think of, I mean, I, I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. I do a little bit of research. Um, but one that kind of struck me was if Ephesians, Ephesians 5, 15, 16, maybe a little 17. But it's, uh, it says, therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And, and kind of what I what I take from that when it says be careful how you walk, and it's, you know, it's just your Christian walk, your daily, your daily life. Be careful about how you're going about that. And it says not as unwise men, but as wise. And it's like they're speaking uh, from as wise men as believers, you know, unwise men as non-believers. Not that they're stupid or that they're they're you know inherently foolish. It's just that they they don't know what they don't know yet. Right. You know, and so we're supposed to be making the most of our time because of the times that we live in are evil. So it's like we have to be good stewards of our time. So that means for for some people that means that means making a schedule you know or or you know plotting things out down to the t and then adhering to that because that's how some people work but other for others it's maybe a little more loose and it's just keeping it in your mind on the forefront of your mind or or kind of traversing throughout your day while making sure that you know you do have the lord and his work in the forefront it, it's different for everybody um so there's no real to me, there's no real formula. It's like, this is how you do it. But there are some some definite guidelines and there's some definite signs that kind of point you in the right direction of how we should be managing our time. And I find that they're very similar to how we should be managing our money as well. And it just comes down to stewardship. You know, if you really understand stewardship and how to how to place that into different aspects of, of your life, especially when it comes to managing your time, I think they, or we as as believers can really hone that in. Is and, it, and it's not specific to just us either you know like it, it's a, more like a life lesson in general but i mean it, it's it's coming from the scriptures as well so it, it, it it's for everyone when i think about uh especially going from uh, working with a business to trying entrepreneurship i go to matthew 6 and i'll just pick up at 33 but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And I struggle so hard trying to not worry about, you know, what comes next. I got a big meeting tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. You know, and then can't sleep, can't focus, can't, you know, and then I'm not being profitable for that day as far as I'm not bearing any fruit of, of any sort, you know, because I'm so fixated on some task or something's coming. And I think that is a horrible way to live. Uh, I can tell you from firsthand experience and I've got to just get better at, you know, today was not a success, you know, uh, Lord will make it tomorrow. We'll see how tomorrow is and such. So what would you, would you say anything about that kind of anxious mindset so my my perspective from that kind of comes from the other side of it and i've had these conversations you know uh, to diff de differing degrees with several people um but i i'm on the opposite side as if i as in anxiousness doesn't really get to me or doesn't bother me or like worry doesn't really set in with me a whole lot like not to say that i don't worry i've never been anxious you know that's a fallacy but to the degree that which i see other people either close to me or, or just you know acquaintances i i i try myself to f to focus more on the here and the now and not so much what has already happened with without forgetting it entirely you, you know what i mean like 
I'm trying to find the best way to kind of communicate this thought, but I, I like I know what has happened in the past is not definite is not necessarily a predictor of what's going to happen in the future, but it is something that we should at least we should learn from. Right? And I've I've found that in times in the past when I did worry about things that really didn't have any bearing on on the outcome of whatever that said thing was going to be. So it was really a non factor for me. But that's the way my my brain kind of breaks things down. It's very logical. So if things don't make sense or they're illogical, it's not that I combat them or try to fix them. It's I just kind of just remove them. Okay. Like, well, this, this it doesn't need to be here, so it's done. And I can, I feel like I can assess the greater picture of what I'm trying to focus on it, clearer. Okay. If that if that makes any sense, so it I, does. I, I I kind of look at that whole worry anxiety bubble from the other side of it. I do let people know that I don't understand it like they do. I I, I make that very clear. Like I I I just I just don't understand it because I don't process it the same way. So the best thing I think I can do is try to help people understand how I process it okay. while they're under helping me understand how they process it. And maybe we can help each other in the long run. Yeah, that's a great, great point. When I was in athletics, I was better at that than I am now. Now I have just totally changed. I'm like a 180 because uh, part of me associates some of my mindset things from athleticism to negative traits. So that's why I'm so different than I used to be. But there are still lessons to be learned from sports and, and competitiveness and stuff like that, where you don't stress and worry about stuff. You've trained, you're ready, do it. Now, do you think that's that stems from your overall like preparedness? Like where you do you feel like when you were in athletics, like you didn't have that nervousness or that anxiety as much because you were going into whatever you're going into more prepared than maybe you would say if you put yourself in a similar situation now older in life where it's just like maybe your the anxiety is coming from you weren't as prepared as you thought maybe you should be no i i was just arrogant <laughs> <laughs> i was i was just really arrogant cocky um, so you just uh, had a big head yes and that's <laughs> why those traits i'm trying not to shift back to so it's hard for me when people say just apply your sports mentality to blank. And I'm like, no, because then I go, I, I know myself and I go too far in another direction. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> I've worked so hard to, to get away from that. On a positive note, it seems like you may have had a, a piece or two of humble pie along the way. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. That's good. Definitely. We could all use that. <laughs> yes. Well, certainly. Do you ever feel guilty if you indulge in entertainment more than you fellowship or read your Bible? Yeah, I do. I I most certainly do <laughs> all the time. And I like I'm not. I, I wouldn't say I'm an. I don't. I don't want to use the wrong words. Like you know, um, and most people who know me know. Like uh, I'm a I'm a gamer. Like I love video games. I, I love the challenge. I love you know. I love you know sports. I love competitive and action adventure. Like anything with like cool imagination and, and nice you know, not nice challenge and some cool gameplay. Like I'm, I'm down for it. Um, it, it's no, it's no substitute for the word. No. And it, it, do I feel guilty sometimes? I mean, I, I don't like to use the word guilty, but right. like, do I know that I should be spending more time? Yep. I, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to just sit here and, <laughs> and lie to anybody, especially myself or, or to my God. Like I, uh, I do need to spend more time with him. I do. I could, I could spend all day in the word and I'm still going to leave feeling that I, I need to spend more time. You could do more. 
Yep. You know, I, I agree. And I don't come close. I'm not saying that that's what I do. I don't, I don't come close to that. I don't, I don't want to sound braggadocious in any way, shape or form. Uh, I, I got a, I got a lot of work to do, you know, I'm in, and, and I'm doing it and I'm, and I'm doing it. So now I will set aside time and pray, meditate, read and such, but it is just a fraction of the time that's spent podcasting and video games. I don't play very much anymore, but you know, in the past, I played a ton watching a movie or TV series or something. And, and it, it creeps up on me sometimes because I'm like, huh, I'm sitting here reading and I'm starting to get restless after, you know, a certain amount of time has passed. But uh, that football game was on and boy, I was locked in for two and a half, three hours. <laughs> you know, it's like hmm. <laughs> sometimes you just got to check yourself and get that perspective. Uh, and then me not being married, I don't have anybody that can say, hey, you need to get up and do something, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that that's another thing that uh, no comment. <laughs> that's another <laughs> thing that can be challenging for uh, a single Christian. All right. Uh, what would you say to Christians that are trying to find some set amount of time to study each day? I mean, yeah, that's, that's like the real time management thing, right? Like that's. You just you just got to do it, and if you're if you're having trouble like motivating yourself to do it, or you think like if you're the type of person like I used to be, which was ah, I'll I'll do it tomorrow and I'll do it at this time, and it's like it's in my brain. I got ah, and then something comes up and you forget about it, or you just move on, or you push it to the back burner, you know. And and I was finding for myself that that wasn't really working. So for me, it's this dedicated time during the day, regardless of what time I get home from work, what time I you know I. Uh, go to sleep the night before like this is the time i wake up and i do abc xyz whatever it is and it works to schedule out most of your day like that um if you can uh but if not definitely finding time to spend in the word uh probably either with yourself or some devotional with you know a significant other or your children those are the most important things and they need to be put to the top of your list and if they're not that's okay but try it Try putting those things at the top of your list for a week or two weeks or a month, you know, and then and see, see if that really helped. You know, I, I think people will be pleasantly surprised with with everything around them, for the most part, kind of working together when you when you put the most important thing at the top of the list as the most important thing. You know, and I, I use myself as an example, but in the past, there were times where I would get up in the morning, exercise, and then y- your day just goes perfectly smooth or, or what have you. And, and sometimes that's how we have to think about the word. Think of how much we might be exercising our body or we might be get, making sure we're getting this right nutrition and stuff, but we're not starting our day with, this, with the right mentality sometimes. And I think if you can afford to do something in the morning or even pray or, or meditate or read or whatever you're comfortable doing, I think that you can set yourself up for a day where you will have a lot smoother path just from your own personal mindset of, oh, I got to I got to go read or I got to go do, you know, instead of that tugging at you all day long. If you make a time, do it in the morning, possibly, if you can afford to, uh, then it's not eating at you all day long. Yep. What would you say? To the Christian who has allowed themselves to be derailed from their study. So life happens, as we as we often say. 
uh, yeah, life definitely happens, and it happens at a differing degree of severity <laughs> at, at any time. Uh, it's a saying, a saying in our house is um, we kind of understand that God, our God, is a God of suddenly, right? And what that means is just like anything, anything happen at any time, but understand that everything is working in accordance to His will, you know, for His glory, not yours. Right. Sometimes, sometimes it feels good. It feels like it's yours, but it's not. It's not for you. <laughs> so when when we kind of fall off, you know, when life happens to us, and and we kind of we get away from things, and we all know what that feels like because we've all been there. The most important thing is just to get up, get up, and keep going. Right? Like, it, it, and again, another saying around our house is we don't we don't fail until we quit. Right? And in here we don't quit. You know, we have a we have a saying again in our household that like we adjust. We don't give in. We don't give up. We don't quit. We just adjust. Our circumstances around us are going to change, you know, so we have to adjust to those circumstances. And again, going back to the last point I made is like, you got to make the main thing the main thing. And if you haven't, then just acknowledge that you haven't, you know, kind of that's picking yourself back up, dusting yourself off, you know, you are like, hey, I, I messed up, but I'm good. I'm here. I'm standing my two feet around the ground. Now let's go get it and, and go get it is go get in the word. You know, just just keep going back to it. Don't don't leave it because it's not going to leave you. And if you feel like you're far from it, be honest with yourself when you're far from it, because because you you walked you got far from it. Right. He didn't get far from you. He's still there. He's still accessible, and and good. Just go back and get him. And I think I have in the past struggled with that disappointment in myself of oh you know I didn't do X Y Z. I thought I I I really thought I was going to be through several chapters through you know by this point this week, and then. The next couple of days will be just mopey and just, oh, I should have done better. And, and I've tried to learn to get better at just get back at it. The time for the moping and the disappointment and, you know, being disappointed in yourself and stuff that that's a conscience, but, but that is not helpful. And you just got to get back up. Okay. I messed up or I, I didn't do what I said I was going to do or what I planned on doing. Now here's what I'm going to do. And I just start doing it. So I think a lot of times it's easy to stay derailed when you get derailed. If you don't have a good mindset on just getting back into it, just start where you're at. Not, not, oh, I've got to somehow my works are going to be so great over the next few days that <laughs> it's like, no, just get back in there. I see so many people that teeter into legalism and, and stuff like that, that it's just like, nope, come on now. Don't, don't just pray seven times because you're praying pray because you are ecstatic and you are, you know, feeling, feeling the spirit moving you to do so. Yeah, of course. And then there might be a day where you pray once, or there might be a day where you pray 20 times or, you know, is it just, I don't try to set like too much of a parameter on me. I do know I want to be in the word each day, right. but I try not to set too much of an, a parameter outside of that. Yeah. Scheduling is great, but like scheduling every minute of every day is just going to lead to stress yeah. in my opinion. Like <laughs> yeah. it's because it, it, things are not that you can't just line them up and be like, this is the way things go all the time. <laughs> right. And then like the day starts and like, okay, so this has changed immediately. You know, just, uh, scheduling is great, but overscheduling could be a hindrance. Uh, yeah, I, I know a little something about overscheduling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you're probably much more of a scheduler than than I am. I'm a I'm a little bit more uh, fly by the seat of my pants. Nothing wrong with that. Is it okay for Christians to go down the rabbit hole as it pertains to non-canonized books that still, you know, 
many believe are are uh, referring to scripture, like the Book of Enoch and stuff like that. Yeah, this is a this is probably a whole another podcast for you, but uh, <laughs> um, I. I, I don't I don't have a position on this. Okay. Um, I can't say that it's good or it's not good. I don't know enough about it. I know that I do have my own because my, my mind is very inquisitive. Um, so like these type of books, like the Book of Enoch, you know, the, the other books of Solomon, where apparently he went crazy um, with the Maccabees. Fascinating books. Yeah. And I've, I've read bits and pieces of them, but I, I, I only haven't like studied it in depth or to any kind of depth because i i struggle with that that question is this something that i should be going down and then if i should to what extent do i pursue it versus you know what i already have like i have i have the 66 book love letter right do i need do i need more than that or is it beneficial to me anyway to have more than that as long as i know how to keep things separate and then is, is am i as a human being is my mind capable of doing that and those are questions that i haven't answered myself yet so i haven't really gone down there that's why i can't give you a solid yes do that or no don't do it as jp might say there's no no quiz to you know once you're <laughs> once you're once you're saved you are saved there's not going to be a, a pop quiz <laughs> ah, you can't get in you didn't read not. <laughs> and that's uh that's that's again that's another one too like uh, once you're saved are you always saved because i know there's a lot of people who kind of disagree with that well well that's a good and... topic we'll get into one time <laughs> but but uh, uh i know from scripture that uh god has never lost one so <laughs> yeah so if yeah. he has called you then you are saved now do you interpret him calling you correctly well <laughs> we'll, we'll debate that on a future podcast oh i think we need to get a panel discussion for this one. yeah we'll get a several of us <laughs> on there for that one because the scriptures are clear on that but i think so too we will uh definitely indulge that one because people ask that all the time yeah do you have any final thoughts though on our topic today how should christians allocate their time uh shoot my i guess my final thought just to be brief and quick is just you got to make the main thing the main thing the main thing is christ um so you want to allocate your time however you want to allocate it just make sure that he's in it and he's at the top of it i'm not even <laughs> i'm not even gonna like sh- you know water it down and tell you he needs to be towards the top or sometime early <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> he's at the top first first thing before your feet hit the ground out of your bed or wherever you're rolling out of whatever your situation acknowledge acknowledge the lord your god because you wouldn't have woke up without him amen i love that <laughs> from that point on like it, it's it's just it's a it's a daily relationship and and pursue it pursue it because he's pursuing you amen and i think it is clear that we follow you know we have a letter of the law as far as things we should be doing now we, we shouldn't be plotting any murders and crazy stuff so we should stay inside the will of god in our time um, and when we're outside of that, then we know that we have some uh, repenting to do and, and we have things that we need to do better and be better. Um, but our works aren't going to save us. He's already done it. All right. For JT, I'm Hank. We thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Candid Christian Conversations. Until the next time, we're signing off. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe in your app of choice by heading to standfirmmedia.com slash subscribe.